understanding dreams. Wow, my goodness. And I think in a moment, uh, these guys were, yeah, look at this. Look at verse 20. In all matters requiring information and balanced judgment. Now, do you think you need that today? Yes. The king found these young men ten times better than all of the astrologers in their realm. Now, these guys here were ruling the whole world. They just knocked off Israel. But four Israelis, because God gave it to them, and it's all yours too. Okay, now, let's go back to what we saw over here in chapter 4. See what else we got coming for us. This is ours. It's ours today. This is the reason Moses is saying, look, don't go after these stupid idols. Don't go after another. And we go after, in a sense, we got the same thing, and we don't think our God can do anything. We go to the promised land and go, yeah, it looks good and all, but I mean, I don't have, but I don't even have a degree. I can't go into promised land. It's got nothing to do with your degree. God gives you the smarts. I, I, here's, it's going to start affecting your pocketbook right here. Watch this. He says, but uh, let's see. So that's when he says, what nation, great or small, has God among them as the Lord our God is here among us whenever we call upon Him? Boy, that's so important. I must tell Jesus all of my problems. But that's the reason we don't. We forget sometimes. Or we think, God, this is so bad. I was doing so good yesterday till remind yourself. You didn't split the Red Sea on your own. God did. Praise the Lord. So anyway, here's what He says do. Watch out. Be very careful not to forget what you have seen God doing for you. Boy, that takes some practice. You've got to remember how the Lord got you to the gas station when you thought you were out of gas or some other problem. He did this. He did that, whatever. Look at that. May his miracles have a deep and permanent effect on your lives. That's the reason I ask who's got a praise report. Now, we got some. I understand that. Tell your children. And your grandchildren about the glorious miracles he did. Tell them especially about the day you stood before the Lord at Mount Horeb. Now, I'm not going to ask anybody here, but I'm in this group too. I'd be like, what happened? This is when fire came down out of heaven on top of Mount Sinai. Moses was there. God's voice was speaking and the people were like, tell him to stop. It's going to kill us. All the people at once. He's going to tell you. Watch this. This is what it was. Some in the, he said, uh, especially about the... So we need to remind ourselves, especially about the day. What day? Summon the people before me, and I'll instruct them so they'll learn to reverence me, so they can teach my law to their children. You stood at the foot of the mountain. So we think Steven Spielberg's the only one to come up with this stuff. No, it wasn't. Man, look at this. The book of Hebrews references this story. The mountain burned with fire. Now remember, there's six million. Some people say it was three million. Well, okay, the whole state of Alabama poured out, okay? Nine million in New York City. Do the math. That's a lot of people at one church, shall you say, one area. Huntsville, in 1978, only had 187,000 people. Alabama Stadium holds 100,000, okay? So you can do the math. You've seen a, a big Tennessee football game. They hold 105. I think Auburn's got where they can hold 100. That's just 100. We're talking 6 million. And if you half it, okay, 3 million. That's a lot of stadiums. It's not like, anybody want to listen to Jesus today? This was mercy. There were people everywhere. So this blazing fire, a whole mountain was on fire. Look at that. 
burned with fire, flames shot in far into the sky, surrounded by black clouds and deep darkness. And the Lord spoke to you from the fire. You heard his words, but you didn't see him. He proclaimed the laws you should obey, the Ten Commandments. And I bet you, I bet you, I bet you there's not anybody in this room. And it's, just, it's I'm not blaming you or me, okay? It's just a fact. I'm just pointing out our ignorance. I bet you in less than five minutes, you'd still be struggling getting all those Ten Commandments. Okay, no adultery, no lying, no other gods. Sabbath. <laughs> you ain't got the four so far. You got six more to go. I mean, come on. And so do you see why it's important to go back and read? Anyway, so the Lord spoke to you by fire. You heard His words. You didn't see Him. He proclaimed the laws you are to obey. The Ten Commandments, he wrote them on two stone tablets. Yes, it was at that time the Lord commanded me to issue the laws that you must obey when you get into the promised land. But beware, you didn't see God that day. He spoke to you from the fire. So don't defile yourselves by making a statue of God, an idol of any form, woman, bird, or animal, which, man, back in this day, everybody worshipped cows. Moo! Oh. Molak. I watched a movie, the other, black and white movie, 1960-something. And they had, this thing looked like a coyote. It was sitting there like this, had ears, but it had a cow-like face. And they were sacrificing their kids to it. And that's where they got the, the, the track. Okay. Ten more minutes. Okay. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, don't make an animal or anything worship it runs along the ground or a fish. Do not look into the sky to worship the sun, moon, and stars. The Lord may permit other nations to get away with this, but not you. The Lord had, look at that, the Lord's rescued you from Egypt to be His special people. Seth, do you know Passover was to mark that event? It was a yearly event so that you would remind yourself, oh, I'm no longer having to haul bricks for Pharaoh. A whole nation totally escaped. Well, let it tell you. He says, his own inheritance, that, that's, that is what you are today. But he was angry with, with me because of you, and he vowed I couldn't go into the promised land. Okay? Moses couldn't even go. He said, i got to die here on this side of the river, uh, as the Lord said. And he says, beware lest you break the contract with the Lord. Oh, if you make a mistake. No, look what he says. You will break it if you make any idols, for the Lord has utterly forbidden this. He is a devouring fire, a jealous God. Well, there is no other gods. There's no other gods, but people make them, you know, whatever. And I think one of the fallacies we have today is we don't think he'll do anything. We're just as guilty as the children of Israel getting to the promised land. We can't go in there. There's giants. Notice this. In the future, when your children, your grandchildren are born, and you've been in the land a long time, and you've defiled yourselves by making idols, and the Lord your God is very angry because of this sin, uh, uh, heaven and earth are witnesses against you. You'll be destroyed from the land. Now, wait a minute. We're not going to do that. So what about us? Well, we're probably still going to be destroyed. No, you're not going to be destroyed. Psalm 91 speaks of an entire shield around us. Anyway, you're going to cross the Jordan River and you're going to conquer the land. That's going to be the book of Joshua. And you notice, right after Joshua dies, we have the book of Judges. Everything went downhill fast. And that's 500 years before Nebuchadnezzar. They already went down to pieces. What destroyed them? They started worshiping idols. I want to worship the sun. And Jeremiah the very last part of Jeremiah, they got so mad at Jeremiah, they said, we are going to worship the sun god and that's just the way it goes. It's the mother of heaven. Jeremiah's going, you're going to die if you do that. They were adamant about it. We worship the mother heaven. 
Mother Heaven? It was the sun god. These were Jews. They were they they just weren't going to stick with the Lord. Anyway, for the Lord, he's, anyway, he says, well, you're going to get conquered. Your days are going to be brief. You're going to get utterly wiped out. The Lord's going to scatter you among the nations. You don't have any choice. You're going to worship each other gods. Anyway, he said, while you're out there, you're going to worship idols made of wood, stone, idols that don't even see, hear, smell, eat or smell. But when you start to search for the Lord your God, you're going to find Him when you search Him with all your heart. Now, we've heard that, yeah. He said, when those bitter days come to an end in the latter time, you'll return to the Lord, your God, and you're going to listen to what he says. Okay. For God's merciful. He'll not abandon you nor destroy the promises he made to your ancestors. That's when Samuel comes along and Saul and David and Solomon, and boy, it got, it got good. And all of a sudden, one king would be good and one king would be bad. I mean, it was up and down, up and down until Nebuchadnezzar wiped it all out. But anyway, notice this. Oh, here's a lie. Yep, here's a, here's a big lie. Boy, God needs to learn about evolution. In all history, going back before time when God created man, no, it's not a lie. He did. Search from one end of heaven to the other to see if you can find anything like this. Look at this verse. An entire nation heard the voice of God speaking to it from the fire as you did and lived. See, I remember as a Baptist child, I learned about the parting of the Red Sea. I learned about Noah, uh, the boat, you know, the ark. You know, but I didn't learn about this one. That's because we always run out of time. You couldn't get to everything. But still, eventually we need to get to it. Either in our own lives or whatever. Where else have you ever found an example of God removing a nation from slavery? Here it is. Sending terrible plagues, mighty miracles, war and terror. Yet that's what the Lord did for you in Egypt. Before your very eyes. He did these things so that you'd realize that Jehovah's God and that there is no one like Him. He lets you hear His voice from heaven. And he lets you see the great pillar of fire upon the earth. You even heard his words from the center of the fire. It was because he loved your ancestors. He chose to bless their descendants personally. And he brought you from Egypt with a display of power. Now, you got the same information today. The reason the Lord's going to bless you is because he wanted to bless Abraham. Now, he loves you too. But it's not about you except for your faith. Anyway, this is your wonderful thought for today. Anyway, uh... Jehovah is God in heaven and down here on earth. There's no other God like Him. You must obey these laws. Tell your kids about Him. Notice this. That it would be well with you and your children and that you'll live forever in the land the Lord's given you. Well, we just got through listening to this. What's going to happen to us? Well, guess what's going to happen to you today? It's going to be well with you. Guess what else? You're going to live long? I mean, Myrna says her mom lived to be nearly 100 if she wouldn't 100. But this is great news for us. Okay. Then he says, I want you guys to set up a few cities here across the other side. Let me skip ahead to the seventh chapter. Notice this. When the Lord brings you to the promised land, you're in trouble. No, it's not what he said. He will destroy the following seven nations, all great and mightier than you. Hittites, Girgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites. When the Lord delivers them over to you to be destroyed, He says, do a thorough job. Wipe them all out. Don't try to be politically correct here. The Lord knows what He's doing back then. Don't make treaties with them. Don't show them any mercy. Notice what He says. If you let your sons and daughters marry some of them, you're going to wind up worshiping their gods. Okay. 
Anyway, he says, wipe out their altars, burn their idols. He says, you're a holy people. Now look what else he says. He says, he didn't choose you to pour out his love upon you because you were a larger nation than any other, for you were the smallest of all. Praise the Lord. It was just because he loves you and because he kept his promise to your ancestors. That's why he brought you out of slavery in Egypt with such uh, amazing power and mighty miracles. And do you know the Sabbath day is tied to this too? He wanted everybody to quit and don't work on the Sabbath because I got you out of Egypt. And we, it's, it's funny today, we don't hardly think about that story. Anyway, understand therefore the faithful God for a thousand generations 